Attention sports fans, are you a fan of an NFL team? Would you love to attend your favorite team's week one game? Well, you're in luck. Fans First Sports Network is giving away four free tickets to the week one NFL game of your choice, up to $5,000. The rules to enter are simple. Go to contest.fansfirstsports.com and fill out the appropriate information. That's it. Once you've done that, you've been officially registered to win the four free tickets to any Week 1 NFL game. So what are you waiting for? Go enter for your shot at seeing your favorite team in action. The contest ends on September 4th. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of your Philadelphia Eagles Insider Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Ed Kratz, joined by John McMullen, and we are with the Fans First Sports Network. It is Friday, August 25th, and the Eagles' preseason schedule is over. John and I were at the game Thursday night against the Colts, and surprise, surprise, the Eagles lost. That's what they always do in preseason. (laughs) (laughs) They fell 27-13, to and uh, John dug up some information about the preseason schedule under Nick Sirianni, and I, I was a little surprised to hear that the Eagles are one six and two in three summers under head coach Nick Sirianni. It's that's hard to do, man. And then you look at the Ravens; they were it ripped off twenty four straight wins until the Commanders got the best of them by a point uh, last week. So, uh, does it mean anything? Not at all. I mean, the Eagles, yeah. right, John? They they went the first summer, they went to the playoffs. Second summer, last year, they go to the Super Bowl. This year, we'll see where the road goes. But ha- is there any explaining this kind of a weird dynamic that uh, takes Yeah, place? I mean, I, Ed, I, I just don't think they care uh, about the preseason games. Not only are they one, six, and two, but I did the, the point differential. They're minus 98 in those games. Whoa. Minus 98. Man. So that's nine games you're losing by over by double digits by an average <laughs> of double digits. That's insane. So, yeah, they're not. And this has been, as you said, one of the best teams in football. Certainly, the first year they made the playoffs, they weren't great, but they're a playoff team. The second year they win an NFC championship, and now as we enter the third season in the Sirianni era. A lot of people think this is the deepest team in football, the best roster in football, yada, yada. And they're not even competitive in these games. And that's by design. And that's what I was trying to caution everybody today. When you're talking about the cut to 53 and you look at whether it was Ben Van Sumeren and the 17 tackles or Eli Ricks, and he played pretty well. People are going nuts with him. Devin Allen. A lot of guys flashed. But, you know, the Eagles are going to default to what happened in practice, in the joint practices. And Sean Desai said that flat out. He said, we evaluate people in practice. Um, And a lot of these guys don't even get reps when they do these joint practices because it's all first and second team guy. Use Rick as an example. He doesn't even get reps in, in the joint practices because he hasn't made it off the third team. So, um, I've just an air of caution to the people who are, you know, putting life and death on these games. These games are not meaningful 
for the coaching staff. And that's pretty evident. Now, so yeah, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, let's be clear. We're talking about practice here, right? Alan Iverson would be very disappointed if we were talking about practice, but yeah. And it, but by the way, it's the opposite. You know, it, 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 it's like bizarro Alan Iverson. You know, we're talking about a preseason game. We're talking about a preseason game. The <laughs> practice means more than the preseason game to the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's sort of bizarro, Alan and Iverson. Yeah. Um, well, listen, why don't we uh, just talk about our 53-man rosters? I know uh, yours is published over at uh, si.com backslash NFL backslash Eagles. You can check check out John's 53, or you could just listen to us for the next 20 minutes, talk about our rosters, uh, which I highly recommend. Um, but we'll start at, uh, let's just start at the quarterback, right? And we'll just go down the list. You give your guys the reason I'll give my guys my reason and we'll, we'll move on from there. So quarterbacks, John, who, who are you keeping there? Ian book, I'm sure is on. on uh, yeah, sure. Ian book. Um, now, uh, quarterbacks, it's pretty easy. Obviously it's Jalen Hurts, Marcus Mariota, Tanner McKee, but you know, to the people that thought Tanner McKee was pushing, Marcus Mariota for the backup job. That that is not true. Marcus Mariota is going to be the backup. But I will say with Tanner McKee, his summer was good enough to the point that he easily beat out Ian Book. And, you know, I said he was closer. By the end, he was closer to Mariota than Book was to him. That's how badly he outplayed Ian Book. So nice rookie prospect. But yeah, quarterback at least is one of those clear positions that you you know going in what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, those are my three. Also, Ian Book was out of the equation after the uh, game against the Ravens, the opener. But uh, you know, Tanner McKee. Now we're not going to see him. I mean, unless like the sky falls on the Novacare Complex down there in South Philly, we, we won't see Tanner McKee the rest of the year. I mean, we might see him throwing a few passes on the sideline, but that's it. He's done. And, you know, it, it was funny last night to kind of set the dynamic after a, a, a preseason game, especially the last one. Everybody goes to the locker room. So they brought Tanner McKee out to the to the podium, to the interview room. And there was just three reporters there asking him questions. I was one of them. And, you know, I asked him, how do you deal with that challenge now? You're really basically going in the mothballs. And he said, well, you know, when I was at Stanford and COVID hit, I w- was going in with no expectations to start. But after that pandemic hit, next thing I know, I was the starter. So crazy things happen, he said. Um, yeah. We saw last that. year with Brock Purdy. I mean, Brock Purdy was the third-team quarterback, and, yeah. you know, if, if, if disaster strikes, you never know. So he's right about that. You don't right. want it to happen, though. No. You don't You yeah. don't want it to happen. I, I, but he, I, I was surprised how well he played because, Ed, we've been through – the Clayton Thorsons of the world and the Carson Strongs who were completely overmatched. He, he was a lot better than that. He showed some legitimate uh, potential. Yeah. Just his decision-making. I mean, he, he doesn't hold the ball long. Um, Now, you know, occasionally he does, but he knows where he's going usually. And he gets the ball out pretty quick. And, you know, that was encouraging to see smart kid, like I said, Stanford. So he obviously came in and had a quick grasp, of the playbook, but all right. So that's an easy one. Running backs is next. We had six to choose from here. How many are you keeping and who are you keeping John? Well, I'm keeping four. And, um, you know, I said with the preseason finale, you, you learn more about what, what's going on by looking at what didn't happen. And what that I mean is, you know, who didn't dress, uh, versus who dressed Kenny Gainwell, 
DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, Boston Scott didn't dress and were so-called what I like to call deference players. Trey Sermon and Kennedy Brooks had to play the entire game. Um, Those guys are out. The four guys you didn't see are in, which is another indication of what the preseason games mean to the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I have the same for Penny, Scott, Swift, Gainwell. Um, I'm not a big did he dress or not dress guy. I mean, I get it, the deference thing. But I, I think sometimes veterans just don't dress. The, you know, teams won't trust their veteran for the final game. Um, doesn't mean they're safe. But in this case, yeah, I think Gainwell, Swift, Scott, Penny have jobs won. Trey Sermon will get cut. I don't think he makes it to the practice squad. I think he'll be picked up by somebody, maybe the Colts, who could use Might be the Colts, yeah. Back. Although he he didn't impress, he had I think he had thirty yards on about sixteen carries. Yeah, so. that's it. But he did score his second touchdown of the preseason, a one yard yeah. plunge. But yeah, he does not look like a between the tacklers uh, runner to me, at least not last night, uh, Thursday night. Uh, all right, so let's go to the receiver. Last year the Eagles kept five. Do you think they keep five, or did you know we saw Devin Allen? have a really uh, nice game, especially on special teams, and maybe that's where he might win a job. Uh, Deion Kane really flashed. He had uh, a couple big catches on third down. He had a second down catch that was uh, second and 11 and went for 12 yards. Kid was the MVP of the USFL championship game. Did they do enough, John? Who are you keeping at the receiver spot? Uh, no, I'm keeping AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, shockingly, uh, <laughs> Quez Watkins, Alameda Zacchaeus, and and Britton Covey. And a lot of people, and and by the way, Covey's been nursing a, a hamstring injury for a couple weeks now. And yeah, that old adage that you, you can't make the club in the tub, but you know, remember, Devin Allen missed a lot of time at the start of camp with a calf injury that set him back. Deion Kane missed a ton of time with his own ankle injury. Uh, he just happened to come back and finally show something. So I think the whole sort of, you know, bigger picture, they all dealt with injuries. And I think, you know, Cubby's one of those guys that for whatever reason, the fan base doesn't latch on to. I talked about Ricks. We'll talk about Ricks. They latched on to Ricks. Britton Cubby was really good at the end of his rookie season. He struggled at the beginning as a rookie, but by by the last four months, uh, four or five games of the regular season, he was really starting to turn the corner. And they don't have another punt returner. He's the punt returner. And, and, and by the way, when he was healthy, Ed, he showed vast improvement as a slot receiver. He was really getting separation on a consistent basis. Uh, I think he's a really improved player. Um, yeah, what I'd prefer if he was healthy, but if he did leave the door open, nobody opened it, none of them. So to me, it, it defaults to Britton Covey. Yeah. Shockingly, I have the same five as you, uh, Smith, Brown. Well, great minds think alike. I mean, great and powerful Oz, um, and then Covey, but you know, Covey's interesting. I don't think his, I think they're just being cautious with it. We've talked to him after a couple practices, just. You know, you're not allowed to talk to the players coming off the field. But, you know, Covey's a good guy, and we have a good relationship with him. So he'll come over and shoot the breeze. And he he looks fine to me. I mean, yeah. you know, he's got, what, two more weeks to get healthy, um, to be out there for the opener in the, on September 10th against the Patriots. So I just think they were being cautious with him. You know, he's a, a speedy, quick kid who 
Uh, they probably didn't want him to go out there and push it too soon. Um, no sense in that. So, yeah, I think if his job were in jeopardy, they might have pushed him. He might have tried to push it. But I think they probably told him, you know what, you're fine. Let's just heal this thing up. So, yeah, I think Cubby's in there. And I, as much as I like Devin Allen, I, you know, he's two summers in a row now, electric plays, the 50 50- – Five-yard touchdown pass against the Browns last year, the 73-yard kickoff return that set up the Eagles' first touchdown against the Colts on Thursday night. Uh, He's a guy that's got one foot in the track world still and the other foot in football, and that's hard to do. I mean, the NFL is tough. You need a full-time commitment, and he's just not really wired that way. He's going to try to qualify for his third Olympic Games coming up in Paris in 2024. So uh, he's – He's probably a practice squad guy. Maybe another team will pick him up just because he did show pretty nicely last night. He was he made a couple plays as a gunner. Uh, you know, yeah, I was more impressed by that because yeah. you know, it, let's be honest, on this team he's not going to play receiver. Right. Now, if he did make the team, it could be a kickoff returner, but I don't know how valuable that is with the new rules. I I think you see it in the preseason because people are telling guys to take it out, but in the regular season they're going to say, "Hey, just down it. We'll take the ball to 25. Yeah. Um, so that's going to shift. And I'm shocked by how many people think because you can return kicks, you can return punts, completely different skill sets. I mean, you know, there's a lot of kick returners that can't return punts and vice versa. Um, and he's not, I don't think he's ever returned a punt, even going back to his days at, at, uh, at Oregon when he did play football and um, he's never taken a rep as a punt returner that I've seen uh, at Eagles practice. So he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. But yeah, yeah. I, I talked to him in the locker room after the game last night, and he said that he hadn't returned kickoffs in seven or eight years. That was his yeah. first kickoff return in like seven, eight years. I mean, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Is the guy took six years off after he left Oregon before trying to give football another shot. He's older. I think he's 28 years old, maybe 29. But you know, when you're still trying to do things on the track, it's hard to be a success in the NFL. So he's, he's not making this team. Hopefully the Eagles can get him to the practice squad. Good guy. Uh, you know, you like to see good guys succeed and, you know, hopefully he can get to this, to the practice squad. Uh, all right, let's go to tight ends. Uh, a lot of guys, uh, you know, I thought Dan Arnold had a shot, really didn't develop this summer, but who do you have? How many you got, John? Yeah, that's the same uh, chalk at tight end. Dallas Goddard, Jack Stoll, Grant Calcaterra. That's the only three. I, I'm with you. I thought Dan Arnold would have, especially after the spring, he, he had a really good spring. I thought he would have a chance as a veteran player, especially on a Super Bowl contender, to push Grant Calcaterra. Just never, you know, manifested itself. And then Tyree Jackson's the typical now. I call them the training camp tease. You see the occasional, you know, glimpse of being something, but the consistency is just not there. Yeah. Um, so I got the same three as last year. Goddard stole Calcaterra. Yep. Me too. Uh, Jackson probably heads to the practice squad. Now, I, I you know, I got to tell you, I was really toying with the idea of, cutting Calcaterra and having them go to tight ends with the thinking, maybe you can get them to the practice squad and then elevate them. And then as the season goes on, maybe you add them to the 53. Uh, I'm not sure he would get claimed, but you know, as I'm trying to find a home for some of these other players that we'll talk about in a little bit here, I, I really toyed with cutting Calcaterra, but I'm keeping him on this team. Sixth round pick from last year. Um, well, I think so- he also, I, you know, 
I see your thought process, but I, I think he's also played a little bit better over the past week or 10 days. And, yeah, you know, he was the guy who caught the big uh, trick play from Kenny Gainwell. He's, he started yeah. to show up a little bit. Um, whereas earlier in camp, he was just kind of there. Um, not bad, but not good either. Right. And I, and I would have, you know, entertained your thought more, but I think he's, he kicked it up a notch. I think he's made the team. Yeah. I, it wouldn't surprise me. I'm saying if the Eagles just go with two there to try to maybe find a home for another player or two uh all right so there there we go we're, we're kind of chalky with me so far offensive line uh probably some differences here uh i'll go first i have them keeping 10 you know you have your five starters and i had them keeping fred johnson obviously they just signed him to a two-year contract and they uh, uh tyler steen the rookie third round pick he's not going anywhere he's on the team and then jack driscoll you know, Lane Johnson said he's probably one of the most improved linemen coming back this year that he has seen. So he's on the team. And then it comes down to I kept Josh Sills because I know they like him uh, and I think he would get claimed. I think he has could be a starter in this league. I'm not saying it, it's happening this year, but I think he's got that ability. And I kept Sua Opeta uh, and I'm not sure why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, I know why. Can I say why? Well, I don't know why you kept him, but I kept him. Uh, I only kept nine, so I didn't keep the difference between you and I. I didn't keep Sills. Yeah. Um. On on the fifty three, I put him on the practice squad, and I kept Sue. A couple reasons. One, he didn't dress. I put more value in that than you do. He didn't dress, so he was a deference player. But also, when Lane, uh, Lane Landon Dickerson got spiked uh, in practice and had to come out, Sue Opetta was the starting left guard. Um, yeah, yeah. So they like him. I, yeah, and Josh Sills got an opportunity. They mixed in Josh Sills, but he didn't play well. Now, part of that is he's probably. Um, you know, a little bit rusty because he went through what he went through. Right. But I would add, you know, the rape and kidnapping charges, the allegations uh, that he was uh, acquitted of, you know, I, I think that matters on the waiver wire. I don't think anybody's going to be lining up to say, um, we're going to take Josh Hills and then they got to answer questions about his past, even though that might not be fair. He's acquitted. It's, it's reality. And he's a borderline sort of 53 player. I don't think anybody's going to be lining up. So I take it the opposite way. I think you can get him on the practice squad. And they know they can get him on the practice squad. Yeah, I just know Eagles, the linemen that are good, that having tutored at Jeff Statlin University, usually are popular players for the teams to kind of to, to bring in. But, you know, maybe those allegations uh, prevent – some team from grabbing him, even though he came out and talked about it and he was found, you know, he, he was acquitted of those charges. Um, and I, and I like him as a player. Uh, so I, I kept 10 there. Um, and Sue Pete is one of them. He's always, he's been here. This is his fourth year. So the Eagles like him. He was an undrafted kid. Um, he, he's the reserve. He's, he's a swing guard, probably, probably the top one. Um, so he's on the team. I have 10, you have nine. We'll go to the, I guess on the defensive side of the ball now, right? Um, linemen, Eagles are loaded on that defensive. Yeah. I, I, I kept, 
I don't know how many you kept, but I kept 12. I kept six edge guys and six defensive tackles. Mm. That's how deep they are. And by the way, I wanted to keep Contavious Street, and I couldn't keep him. Um, I he wanted was your to last keep cut, Kirkland. probably, right? Your last cut? He was my last cut. He was my 54th on the roster, so to speak. Um, and I wanted to keep him, but I don't know you know, how you keep 13. 12 is hard enough. No. And so I'll run him down at edge. I kept Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, Nolan Smith, Derek Barnett, and Patrick Johnson I have making it. I think he's mm. shown enough coming back from the ankle injury that we all thought was really serious. I think in the, the organization obviously likes him. Uh, defensive tackle, Cox, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Milton Williams, Marlon Tui Pelotu, and Moro Ajomo. The rookie. Now, there's an interesting guy because he's got a concussion right now. Yeah. But you can't put him on injured reserve now because if you put him on injured reserve now, he's out for the season. And and, and that's not a big deal because he's not going to play a lot. But remember, if you do that, he can't practice with the team. And they want to develop him. So mm-hmm. I think he's the, he's the candidate to stick on the 53 and then – they put him on IR, so he only has to miss four games, and he can practice when he comes back. Um, I think he's that kind of candidate. So that's – I got 12. How many yeah. do you have? I, I have 11, and my difference is – and I thought the same thing you did with Ojomo is you, you, you want to get him around the team, even if you put him on IR after he makes the team. So I'm, I'm running the risk of cutting Patrick Johnson. I mean – you hope nobody claims him. So I did not protect Patrick Johnson. My my other 11 are the same as yours. You kept Johnson. I did not. Um, and, and I just think that, you know, I know the team likes him. Uh, he's undersized. You know, they just added Nolan Smith. They have Hassan Reddick. I mean, how many reps is he going to get? So I think they might expose him and try to get him to the practice squad. And then if you IRO Jomo, maybe it's him that they bring up, but uh, I, I went without him. And that was another tough decision, just as it was keeping Calcaterra. Cutting Johnson was, was uh, you know, a difficult decision too. But I thought, you know, 11 seems like a, a high number as it is. And then they go 12. Yeah, it is a high. It's an extremely high number, but they're, That's so, the they're yeah. so deep. Yeah. You know, I think Howie might try to trade. Patrick Johnson. You might see that's where you might see a trade. Might be Derek Barnett. Might be Patrick Johnson and try to get something for those guys. Yeah. But I, I don't think they want to release them. Uh, but certainly that's one of those that could go either way. Um, certainly a bubble player. But I, I think he showed enough to where and they like him. They've yeah, always liked him. I know they they have some they have some tough decisions to make. There's no doubt um, because I know I struggled with some of these decisions. Uh, all right, so we'll go to the linebacker uh, group. Not a very big group based on who I'm keeping, but how many did you keep at linebacker? I only kept three: Nicobe yeah. Dean, Zach Cunningham, and Christian Ellis. And yeah. I did not keep Nicholas Morrow, but he's the guy. I think he will be there week one against the Patriots, but he's the guy as a vested veteran. Uh, the Eagles can wait until it gets past the deadline to put somebody on IR and bring Morrow back. So maybe that's, to me, maybe that's the guy. A Jomo goes on IR, Morrow comes back mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and is on the 53 at that point. So 
ultimately week one, I think Nick Moore is going to be there, but I don't think he's going to make it on the initial 53. Yeah, I have the same three, oddly enough. But yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing with Morrow. I think he'll be on this team, but it, it might not be until, let's see, the, the deadline to get the roster to 53. Probably should have led with this. is Tuesday at 4 o'clock. But I, I think Morrow will be on this team Wednesday or Thursday um, because I think they'll bring him back. And, and, you know, he had a pretty underwhelming camp. And you talk about practices being more important than the games. But to me, he kind of showed up in the games, uh, which was good to see. Maybe he's, you know, a, when the lights go on type player where he plays better than a practice. Because he, he didn't really stand out a lot to me in practice, especially in the first couple weeks. Maybe he came on a little bit as the camp went on. There was 15 open practices. So, um, but to me, he just, he, he didn't do enough in practice, but I thought he looked really good in games. I thought he was very active, uh, you know, hustled, ran down Anthony Richardson out of bounds. And that's no easy task. Richardson's fast, big, but Morrow ran him to the edge to keep him short of a first down on one play on, on Thursday night. So, um, I think he'll have a role on this team too. Um, but I don't think it's going to be initially, uh, on the 53, uh, all right, so yeah, uh, we're moving on. Where cornerbacks now, right? Another tough yeah. group to figure out here. What do you got? Well, I got six. I think five are pretty locked in. We know Darius Slade, James Bradbury, Avante Maddox, Josh Job has had a great summer. Um, and then Calais Ringo, who, who by the way, I do not think has had a great summer, but obviously they're not going to cut him. Um, so he's going to be there. And then that sixth spot. And believe me, I've gotten it on Twitter all day. This band base wants Eli Ricks on this team. And I, I got to tell you, Ed, I, I just don't see it. He's, he's not made it on the third, off the third team, the entire summer. Uh, Makai Gardner's been ahead of him. Mario Goodrich has been ahead of him. Um, so to me, it comes down to Goodrich or Garner. And originally, this was my last change when we we do a, a a pool amongst the beat writers, and I was about to to send it to our buddy Jimmy Kemsky, uh, who is handling as the reigning champion. He is handling um, the the tally. That's part of the unfortunate uh, results of winning. Yeah. Um, but anyway. I had I had Goodrich, and all the, at the very last minute, I changed back to Gardner, thinking, mm. um, you know what, Gardner's a better special teams player, and I think you can get Goodrich on the practice squad and elevate him on game day, similar to what they did with Britton Covey early last year. Remember, Britton Covey didn't make the initial fifty-three. Right. They elevated him for three consecutive weeks. Then they ran out of elevations. Then they put him on the 53. I think that could be Goodrich this year um, because I think Garner, and that way you can keep them both because Garner's been a good special teams player. They need special teams help. And he consistently has outplayed Eli Ricks throughout the summer. And I, and I point to the – and the fans are all over me today, Ed, but I pointed to the fact – Look who started last night's game. It wasn't Eli Ricks. It was Kelly Kelly Ringo who they start, and actually they both outplayed Ringo, and Makai Gardner was the starter because yeah. he's ahead of him. He's been yeah. ahead of him. Yeah, I think Ringo, I th to be honest, I think Garner and Ricks have had better 
Yes, well, I agree no, with that. Ringo, well, you know they're not. You know they're not no, cutting Ringo. No, so. not a fourth round. They traded up in no. the fourth round again. But I, Ricks was my final, my hardest cut to be honest. I I went back and forth, back and forth, and you know he. I thought he really did well against the Colts starters on Thursday night, and and maybe that helps his stock. Again, it's a game situation, but it was against the first team guys. I thought he made a nice block on Devin Allen's kick return. So you know he does play special teams, but I ended up going with Josiah Scott as my extra guy. Uh, just because bad. that's yeah. not bad, people forget. I had Josiah in there. I didn't. Yeah, consider they much. need a backup slot. They need they somebody to slot. They you do. know, I know they could put Bradbury there, but that's not ideal. So, to me, and Scott has safety versatility too. So I think that helps him win a spot. Let's move this along. Try to keep this around thirty minutes. Go to safety. Uh, I bet you kept five because I kept five. It's probably the same five form. for five. Five. That's all they have. All five are going to make it. Reed Blankenship, <laughs> Terrell Edmonds, Justin Evans, Sidney Brown, Kayvon Wallace. Unless Howie Roseman has, you know, another, as I wrote, C.J. Gardner Johnson like move in his back pocket. Because I mean, let's be honest, Ed, they don't know who's going to be the starter opposite Reed Blankenship. I mean, right. they have no idea. They have no idea. So it's going to be they, – they seem to have ruled out Kayvon Wallace. So it's going to be between Edmonds, Evans, and and Sidney Brown. But Kayvon's going to make the team as a special teams player. So See, I, I – Kayvon played the whole – you know, he was playing the deep into the – Yeah, that's not a good sign. Two weeks I, in a row, that's not a I good was sign. really – when I'm trying to find a home for Ricks or uh, Morrow uh, or Patrick Johnson, I'm looking at who can I take off, and I took – Wallace under consideration as kind of a surprise move. There always seems to be a surprise move. And then maybe they try to get him back at some point. But for him playing that long and that deep into a final preseason game gave me pause for concern. And I didn't want to pull the trigger and cut Justin Evans because, you know, he former second round pick. I don't think he's done anything to really hurt his stock as a player that can help this team. But Kayvon, I'm not so sure if I kept him. But again, it would it surprise me if the Eagles cut him? No, I don't think it would. Um I but, just think he's a better player, honestly, yeah. than um the other younger D backs. Now, part of it comes into ceiling, you know. Maybe they think Eli Ricks has a big ceiling as a player. So Howie will put that in the equation. But I actually think Kayvon's played pretty well this summer. Uh and I think he's a more important part. You know, if if Sean Bradley and Zach McPherson didn't get hurt, I might, you know, I might start thinking about that more. But they need special teams players. Yeah, they do. Yeah, lost Bradley. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right, so let's get on to special teams. I'm assuming yours is Jake Elliott. Rick Lovato is the long snapper, and Aaron Sippus yeah. is your punter. You know, I, did think, I did think about um, cutting Rick Lovato. They've done that before. Hmm. Uh, on the initial 53, they did an in-season. But a lot of teams cut their long snappers because they're all bested. So they don't have to go through waivers. So the same thing we talked about. You just say, hey, Rick, hold on. We need the spot. We're going to bring you back. We'll give you an extra whatever, uh, maybe a dinner at Del Frisco's, whatever. Uh, give them a little <laughs> and, and bring them back. So I thought about that. But now I, I took all three. And, yeah, for the people, there's so many people saying the Eagles are going to pick up a punter and the punter's not on the roster right now. No, they're not, for the reason you just said. Older. Jake Elliott's banging through 59-yard field goals, 52-yard field yeah. goals. And one of the re he's so comfortable with Aaron Sipas as a holder. 
Now, Baltimore with Ty Zetner, who's now in Houston. Ty Zetner is the holder. He missed it. Yeah. He was in the 40s. 46. 46, 46. yards. And he missed it. Yeah. He, you know, he's not comfortable. Now, Jody McDonald, my co-host on Birds 365, he did mention, well, Brett Kern did it last year, and Jake was fine, which is true. But as I said, Brett's like Methuselah. He's been holding for 17 years. I mean, he's really good at it, as opposed to some young kid. So I do think there's a difference. Um, And I think Jake Elliott's really, really comfortable with Theron Sipas. And the Eagles don't punt the ball anyway. They got a good offense. When they're plus 50, they're going to go for it um, more than 50% of the time. So you just make do with an average punter. Yeah. Yeah. I like your thinking about cutting Lovato. It's, I tried to just not overthink this, just keep it simple. Yeah. And, you know, uh, that would certainly be an outside the box move, Lovato, but it could happen. Um, all right. So that's our 53. Uh, that's John Mc, He's John McMullen. I'm Ed Kratz. Thanks again for joining us and listening to uh, our Philadelphia Eagles Insider podcast. More to come. And we're with the Fans First Sports Network. You've been listening to a recording of the Philadelphia Eagles Insider Podcast on the Fan First Sports Network. 